The following podcast contains explicit language and movie spoilers. You've been warned. No, seriously, there, there's spoilers and, and foul language. Yeah. Welcome to $20 Ticket, where we tell you how much we would pay to watch The Mexican. My name is Kerwin, and joining me today is Jason. What's up, Jason? What's up, Kerwin? What are you drinking today? Uh, a nice, cold, light beer. Cool. Nice. From the Rockies. Nice. <laughs> Uh, the mountains are blue for sure. Okay. <laughs> also joining us today is Mugga. What's up, Mugs? How you doing? What's up, Special K? What are you drinking today? A nice light beer that's ultra light. Making his debut today uh, on the show is Luis. How you doing, Luis? I'm doing fantastic. How you doing, Kerwin? I'm great. What are you drinking today? I am drinking some high quality H2O. Okay. My man uh, Bobby Boucher would be very proud of me. Oh, nice. <laughs> <Very proud>. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Mugga doesn't like the water boy. Oh. And uh, joining us Trash. today is TJ. TJ, how you doing, man? I'm good, Kerwin. Thanks. What are you drinking? I am drinking a Bud Light. All right. So today we're reviewing the Mexican, released March 2nd, 2001, produced by New Market Films and distributed by DreamWorks Pictures. It stars Julia Roberts, Brad Pitt, James Gandolfini, J.K. Simmons, and Gene Hackman. Jerry Welbatch is forced by the mob to venture off to Mexico to retrieve a legendary pistol known only as the Mexican and return it to the United States. Unfortunately, this puts him at odds with his girlfriend, Samantha, who wants him to distance himself from the shady individuals he's gotten himself involved with. The problem is he doesn't really have a choice and they'll kill him if he doesn't finish this last job. So he makes his way down to Mexico where he'll be at odds with double crossers, bad luck and his own foolish mistakes. So before we get into behind the scenes, Mugga, why don't you hit us with the financials? So this movie uh, did decent, if you ask my opinion. It was around 148 million total that it made, um, 67 million domestic and 81 foreign. Um, if you subtract that from the cost, which is 57 million, it made around 91 million dollars in profit. However, it said March 2nd is when it came out. That was opening weekend for it. It was number one that weekend. It was number one for two weeks in a row. Um, some movies that were out at the time, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Traffic, uh, Hannibal, Castaway, and 3,000 Miles to Graceland, if you guys have ever seen that one. It's horrible. I tried. I yeah. tried one time. Um, all of those were on late weeks, though. It wasn't their opening weekend. So I think when they put it on this weekend, it was really great for it, and that's why it did fairly well. Um, I think opening weekend, it made around $20 million. Did I already say that? No. Yeah, so $20 million opening weekend, yeah. But fairly successful movie in, in a sense, you know, but yeah. Jason, uh, what about the reviews? What do the people got to say? So on IMDb, they got a 6.1 out of 10. So 61%. There was about 95, about 96,000 reviews. Look at Rotten Tomatoes, a tomato meter. It was at 55%. The ratings were, it was a score about 5.5 out of 10 with 132 ratings. The audience had it at 44 with a 2.9 out of 5 with 132,000 ratings. So audience is relatively low on this one, 44%. Well, how do you guys feel about that? I feel it's pretty accurate. I think that's very accurate. Nail on the head. Yeah. Luis, I mean, this is your movie. This is your I movie. disagree. Yeah. <laughs> I disagree. All right. All right. I you think disagree. it should be higher or lower? Slightly higher. Okay. I think just like slightly higher. At the, least. The I, I, would, thing, I would put it like in the like 60, 65% maybe. Okay. okay. The other thing so. to uh, keep in mind is the way that this film was marketed, I think people thought they were going to see like a rom-com which is not what this film mm -hmm. was at all. No. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. So it was like sort of the ultimate bait and switch. So I feel like if people wanted to see this like great rom-com with, you know, two of the biggest stars at the time, yeah. Julia Roberts and Brad Pitt, they were left very disappointed when they got <laughs> the Mexican. So that might play a part in the way that the audience scored this film. All right. So getting into behind the scenes, this movie is directed by Gore Verbinski, who did the first three Pirates of the Caribbean films, along with The Ring and Rango. And it's written by J.H. Wyman, who is known for television shows Fringe and Almost Human. The director, Gore Verbinski, uh, actually won an Oscar for his animated feature Rango. And he was actually the writer, director and producer on that film. So he's got a little credibility when it comes I, to this film. I like what Pirates of the Caribbean, because there's like seven. The first three. First three. Yeah, the first three. He just did the first three, which yeah. is, I think, which they're were the like better the really ones. good ones. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I, I like that. He's, yeah. he's done some other stuff. He did some music videos for really? Bad Religion, oh. No FX. I like him already. And then <laughs> he also he also directed the Budweiser commercial with the Even frogs. Even better with the with the Bud, horses. Budweiser, the, the frogs. frogs. Remember how they oh, go? Oh yeah, he commercial. directed that commercial as well. Yeah. Wow, oh, wow, man. Yeah. So funny. he's done some stuff. Yes. 
<laughs> oh, was, Aside from this movie. <laughs> so that must have been like around the same time or at was was this movie after that whole The campaign? Budweiser commercial was definitely way before. That's that's older. Because yeah, this that's pre two thousand. This is in two thousand one. And I wanna say the bad religion and no effects is pre this movie be as well. Mid nineties, right? Yeah. Um, at some point in time, Ben Stiller and Meg Ryan were almost set to star in this movie. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. With Kevin Reynolds, who directed Waterworld, The Count of Monte Cristo, and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, uh, he was set to direct, uh, as well as David Fincher, who did Gone Girl, The Social Network, and Fight Club. So those were a couple of the directors they were having uh, set there to direct. And at one point... Um, Leroy, played by James Gandolfini, was supposed to be played by Ron Perlman, as well as John Renault, the bad guy in Mission Impossible. (laughs) They were considered for the parts of Leroy, but that eventually went to James Gandolfini, which was actually Julia Roberts' casting idea. Which is a great idea. I I thought that was amazing. I I think that was probably one of the best parts of the film. I I do too, and I'm sure we'll get to it in Trash and Treasure, but I think what was interesting was the way that the character played out as a gay character, which you're totally not expecting from a James Gandolfini role. Uh, and then also knowing that like during this time he was also filming the Sopranos, which was, uh, similar topically was, was similar to this character, but the character in the Mexican had way more depth than, but see, and I heard that he's, he's a lot thinner in this movie than he is in the Sopranos. I heard he lost 35 pounds Yeah, and then they wanted him to gain it back when he went back to the Sopranos. (laughs) Yeah. Cause they didn't, (laughs) you know that? Yeah. Yeah, Cause they didn't, they didn't want him to be skinny. Um, I also thought originally there was writing was supposed to be an independent film. Did you guys read anything like that? Hmm. It's um, supposed to be independent, but then because Brad Pitt and Julie Roberts wanted to do this film really bad, or they wanted to do a film together, they saw this, they made it like an actual studio movie. And that's kind of, I think, the theme of the film and all of the things that I've read was essentially what we have here is an independent film. Yeah. That's, that's what this is. We just have two of America's biggest stars happen to be playing these characters. I think that's kind of the bait and switch that we were talking about. You know, independent films are allowed to be a little bit quirky. They're allowed to be a little bit offbeat. They don't have to appeal to the masses like a studio film would. Right. But because Julia Roberts and Brad Pitt signed on, it sort of changes the dynamic and the film becomes something entirely different. Right. And I don't know, you know, if it did that successfully or not, but we can get to that. And I think the funny part is that, like, if they, you know, Brad Pitt and Julie Roberts, so they wanted to be in the film, and, like, you rarely saw them in the film together. Rarely, rarely. And, and, yeah. and I think that, that, like, a lot of people were, like, disappointed pissed, by that. Yeah, they were you know, pissed, pissed off, off about yeah. that, right? Because you have one of the two biggest superstars, right, in Hollywood. And, like, at the time, at too. The time, yeah. At the time, exactly, right? And they're, like, and you just see them that they're going to be the two main ones in the film. And, then and they watch. have never done a movie together prior to this. I know they've done Ocean's Eleven yes. now, but this, yes. that's why they wanted to Subsequent. work together. Yeah. So every every like couple wants to go watch a Brad Pitt, Julia Roberts film. Yeah. And it's like, here you got this. You know, it's pretty... I mean, you're talking about the two biggest stars at the time. And of course, like America's Sweetheart, like the male and female version. And then they're not even in scenes together. And when they are, they're fighting. Yeah, you know, the they're, whole they're, time. Like, they're pissed at, off at each other. Look at every single poster for this movie is them. <laughs> the two like, of them. Yeah, he's in holding like a romantic her hand stance. on the ground at yeah. that very end scene. Yeah, yeah, or like, you know, I got one up on screen right now, but it's like them literally about to kiss, holding hands. And they look so happy. It's yeah, so funny. Yeah, they're not. And then you go, like, so imagine paying to see this movie and then you walk in and you get the Mexican. <laughs> they're, they're pissed very off very deceptive. At each other. Like you think they're going to be all happy and together a lot. Yeah. Think, it's so like being deceptive, like thinking it's going to be a good movie, too. <laughs> <laughs> and Obviously, it, it, it actually, Jason yeah, if you were to look at a poster or the trailer, would you at all think this would be in a rated R movie? No. And, no. It's, it's, and, and it is. It's like, Wait, this what? is rated R. This is a rated yeah, R a rated movie R for the language, yeah. the blood, all the other stuff, that like the content. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's rated R. And it's just like, you can't, I don't know. It's like, you look at it like, there's no way. I mean, PG-13 is like most violent, but no, it's a rated R movie. That's funny you say that, because the entire time I was watching it, I, I just assumed it was PG thirteen, like not paying attention to the language or anything. Because of yeah, because yeah. two fucks and you're it's R. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like now that you say that, I'm just like I'm surprised. I was like I I felt like I was watching like a Lifetime film <laughs> yeah. or something the entire time. Yeah. So Julia Roberts actually met her husband on yeah. the set. Okay, I mean, so if that's that's romantic, right? Well, kind of, do you know anything about this, Luis? About the Julia Roberts yeah. and her husband? I do not. So actually. he was a cameraman. Yeah. On them? Okay. Yeah. She was married. At the time, I don't know if prior, and so there was always these rumors about Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts going on a date, but obviously that did not happen. He was with uh, Jennifer, no, no, Jennifer Aniston at the time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, was she secretly cheating on her then husband with this guy? Or I mean, obviously, it's 
she's still married to the cameraman that worked on this movie, but did they have some sort of off-camera... F- I don't know. Probably like a, did. I mean, I mean, I mean yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty cool, you know? Was she, so she was married at the time? She was married the at the time they started filming this movie. And then there was rumors that Brad Pitt and Angela... I mean, I'm sorry. Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, uh, Julia Roberts were hooking up or whatnot, and then they addressed it in some sort of interview that I saw, which was totally false. They joked around about it. But was she secretly dating this guy or having an affair with the cameraman while she was filming this movie I, I don't know I mean okay so I'm reading up on um, her previous husband Lyle Lovett I guess yeah that was a and, country singer right yeah, yeah he and Julia Roberts divorced in um, 95 so this is way before oh, oh way I thought she was this. I thought they said she was still married at the time maybe maybe I'm wrong yeah, yeah maybe I, I don't know to paint but. her as a harlot <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they yeah, they divorced in ninety five and you know she was Did she remarry anyone else after that? No, nah, she's she's the only been with those two guys. The yeah. cameraman, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. All right, my bad, I'm wrong. I know that the movie cost around fifty seven million to make. Do you know how many days it shot? Fifty seven days. Fifty seven days. So fifty seven million for fifty seven days. This is what it's shooting, not pre production, post production, but basically a million dollars a day if you divide it that way. But I thought that was kinda interesting. Do we know where in Mexico they shot? I have no idea. Um so I think what I have is San Luis. San Luis Obispo? Uh, San Luis Potosi? I don't yeah, know how to pronounce. San Luis Potosi, bro. Oh, there you go, there you go. Uh, <laughs> and then Toluca, Toluca, Toluca Mexico? Yeah. Toluca, yeah. Yeah, because they have the airport in there. Yeah, there you go. But I think, and then they're, they're in Jason Vegas. Jason and I are very white. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Toluca? I, I don't know. That's close. Hey, at least I Potosi? had it. Potosi? I don't see you motherfuckers having that shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there's the white coming out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The other thing, too, uh, Luis, did you know that the dog in there, it's supposed to like portray like a mutt kind of looking dog. It's actually a golden retriever that they gave a bad haircut to and just dyed a bunch of I think that was. It. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was I, great. I, you know? I knew you would I, love I read that about one. that, yeah. Well, well, I love golden retrievers. Right. I mean, who doesn't, you know? Yeah. I mean, and then... I feel bad for that dog though. It's just got like. Why it's a movie star now? It's got a bad haircut. It's got a bad haircut. A no bad one likes haircut. a bad haircut. It's, it's a movie you know. star now. I mean, like, he but he's a badass dog. Yeah, like he owns the back of the truck, bro. <laughs> he That's, owns. The uh, back it's of the a truck. El Camino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. El Camino. Do you have anything a little more? Uh, you know. <laughs> was it was the guy's name that he called out? Raul. Raul. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> so let's get into our experience with the film. TJ, tell us about your experience with The Mexican. So I do remember when this film came out in theaters, and I remember not being interested at all. The only reason I actually watched this film was because I was invited to be a guest on this podcast. Uh, so I watched it last week. Um, I saw it on, I think, Amazon Prime or Netflix or whatever it was on. And uh, that was my first experience with the film. Was it your yeah. first or only? <laughs> my first and only. Okay, cool. All right, Luis, why don't you tell us your experience with this film? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, kind of funny thing, I, I, I was actually born in Mexico and I, I didn't move to the United States until 1999. So in so the movie came out in 2001, obviously it was rated R, so I, I, I couldn't go see it in the, in the theaters. And I, I remember seeing the trailers for it and I was like, oh yeah. Like a movie about my people. The Mexican. Yeah, sounds, and then, you know, like, I remember, like, the first picture I saw was, like, the gun. Yeah. And I was like, damn, this sounds, this sounds legit, you know? This right. sounds dope. So I waited for the movie to come out in a DVD, and I remember, like, I asked, like, my parents, or I rented it out. And, you know, back then we used to go to Blockbuster and, like, rent movies and whatnot. It's and, the best Friday night ever, huh? Right? Go to Blockbuster, Absolutely. Yeah. So then I remember, like, I was, like, super pumped to watch it. And then I watch it, and I'm just like, wow, this movie's about two white people. And <laughs> <laughs> this movie has nothing to do Classic with Classic bait and switch. Yeah, Classic right? Hollywood. And um, it's, it's funny. It's actually the first movie that I remember. Um, it was like the first time that I actually remember seeing Brad Pitt in a movie. And, uh, and yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. It's definitely not what I thought it was going to be. But um, it um yeah. Okay. Now I, you do like this movie though, right? I, I do. I now did. where I, would you rank it in your top twenty or not? What? Not not top twenty. I think I like it more because of the fact that it was. I remember one of the first films to introduce me to like American movies. Because you because oh, it holds a special exactly exactly during Got a part it. of Got your it. life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I think that's why I. I mean, like I remember like every couple of years, like I would watch it and I would right. watch it and I'd be like, oh yeah, this is this is and I. I, I enjoyed the storyline. There's like a couple more stuff that I'll get into. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we figured you didn't like it for the movie itself. <laughs> yeah. Why would you? I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. All right. So uh, my experience with the film, uh, never seen it before. I do remember hearing about it. I had no idea who was in it. And then um, we knew Luis was coming to town and we wanted to do an episode with him. And so we ended up picking the Mexican 
saw it on Amazon Prime just like TJ did and it's a movie um, <laughs> it stars Julia Roberts and Brad Pitt <laughs> I mean that's it yeah I watched it and now we're here there you go yeah uh, Jason what about your experience with this film I mean, same kind of thing. I remember seeing it advertised a long time ago and telling myself, hey, avoid this movie at all costs. Uh, and then when, you know, we were asking Luis, you know, what kind of movie would, or what movie would you like to review? And you put The Mexican. I cringed for a second. And then um, I was like, man, I hope to God I'm not going to have to pay to rent this movie. <laughs> so thank God it was on Amazon Prime. So, you know, props to you, Amazon Prime. I appreciate it. Um, it was already included. I watched it. And like Kerwin said, it is a movie. Um, it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Um, Screw you guys. I do, I do, I do like Brad Pitt as an actor in this movie, not so much. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I I remember seeing previews, you know, a long time ago. And like I said, I remember telling myself to avoid this movie at all costs. And I should have like held true to that, even when Luis said, "Let's review this movie." Wow, you are Jeez. brutal. You don't, you don't like this. <laughs> Right. Great, movie, great movie. Elf all over it, it really is. This is Elf. Now you're, you're in my seat, bro. Jeez. Yeah, but Elf is trash. <laughs> Mugga, tell us your experience with the Mexican. So to piggyback on what Jason is saying, um, the group thread that we had with Luis and Marisha, when you wanted to do the Mexican, I was like, why? You know, I mean, why? <laughs> and we we tried to bait you in a separate conversation, like try to get him to do something else. And we, we threw out the prestige and whatnot, and you were not, you know, at all yeah. changing. So we all had to watch it. And I'm going to say, I, I did enjoy it. The what parts that I watched. Here's my thing. I didn't go in with an open mind. And so I was like, I'm going to watch this movie. And while I'm watching it, I'm going to have my phone out doing the research on it because like, I want to get this done. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. So I'm sitting here doing this and I'm in the middle of the movie and I'm doing the cast and you see James Galdafini. Is that how you say his name? Gandolfini. Gandolfini. Okay. Um, and it's like, it says, okay, I'm watching the movie and he's Winston, but it says, oh, he plays Leroy. And I'm like, it's not who he's playing right now. So it's like the whole end of the movie where you find out he is Leroy. I totally like already knew spoiled it. It ruined it for me. I'm like, God damn it. Dude. I was like, kind of spoiled I was, so, spoiled I was like, too. wait a minute. They keep calling him Winston. Why does it say he's Leroy? I thought Leroy was the other assassin he just killed. And I'm just like, no, no, oh, no, 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 you're, you're, you're reversing no, it. No, they call him Leroy, but his real name is Winston. Winston. So, but, okay. But I just knew that he was the killer at the end. Right. Is that, is that what? The, 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 so he, the, throughout the whole movie, he, he portrayed himself to be Leroy. Right. right? He was oh, I'm Leroy. sorry. I have it backwards. Right. So yeah, I, yeah, I backwards. said that he was Winston. Right? Yeah. Do you yeah, remember okay. like when the, the tattoo, yeah. he had the tattoo yeah. and it said yeah. Winston? And so I already him. knew that when Brad Pitt was picking them up at the airport, like, okay, he's already a bad guy. You can already tell, you know, and yeah. it kind of ruined it for me, you know, but overall, I wasn't as... I didn't hate it as much as Jason's looking. We just pissed off. I, I it was it was okay. But, it had but yeah. it had redeeming qualities. Yeah, and I'll get to my treasures of it. But yeah, but that's it, I I missed one part of the whole movie because it's like I was like researching right then and there. It yeah, and it just spoiled it for me. But yeah, that's yeah what that, was, that was my experience. But I've only seen it the one time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think I would have ever watched this movie if it wasn't for him. I yeah. absolutely yeah. never would have. <laughs> yeah, you guys are good friends. Thanks. <laughs> All right, so now let's get into our Trash and Treasure. TJ, why don't you tell us uh, what your Trash and Treasure with the Mexican is? My trash, I think, is kind of, we've already kind of brushed on this topic, but, uh, you know, you go, you see a movie with Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts, you want to see those two together, and that just does not happen, and like we said, when it does happen, it's miserable. Um, they're, they're, they're both How do you really, really feel? They're both really great actors. Um, and I think, you know, we see some of, we see it in Ocean's Eleven, and obviously they've worked in projects since The Mexican came out. Uh, they've worked in projects together, but I would have liked more of them together. I didn't like that they were separate the entire movie. My treasure, I have a couple. If you have to replace Brad Pitt with anyone, James Gandolfini and Julie Roberts together were an absolute treasure. Um, their chemistry together was great. Uh, they worked well together. I think I liked both of their characters uh, independently, but I liked them more together. So I thought that was a, a sort of a silver lining uh, of this movie. I didn't even know James Gandolfini was in this until I watched it, to be honest. Me either. Yeah. Yeah. And, and especially going into it. No, I didn't know that either. But especially going into it, you kind of have James Gandolfini as, you know, 
you, you know him from The Sopranos. Totally That's kind of what you yeah. know him as. And so going into it, I'm like, oh, great. Here's an, another Soprano just with a different name. So to, to kind of see the two of them together and see Julia Roberts play to his character and bring out a little bit of softer side of that character, I thought was very interesting and I thought it was really well done. And I thought those two were really perfect for those roles. The other treasure that I have is I really enjoyed sort of the myth of the whole gun because what we haven't said so far in this podcast is that the Mexican is actually the name of a gun and that's the gun that Brad Pitt is going to to retrieve. And he's hearing the myth of this gun as the story progresses. He hears these stories that kind of uh, give us insight as to why this gun is so important. We circle back at the very end of the movie and kind of close the gap as to why this gun is so important to Gene Hackman, uh, who is the one who sent him to get the gun. But then I also think if you guys noticed in one of the stories of the gun, it talks about, you know, only someone who's, you know, true at heart can shoot the gun properly. Mm -hmm. And it's the girl that shoots basically the person who is about to kill her beloved. And that scene is sort of repeated when Julia Roberts gets out of the trunk of the yeah. car and has the gun pointed at the per- the person who's about to kill Brad Pitt's character. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I thought that whole sort of like closing the loop and sort of replaying that whole myth in modern day, I thought it was really well done. And that was the story that kind of kept me invested. I wasn't really invested so much in Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts and them finding each other or Brad Pitt succeeding in his mission. I was more interested in like, why is this gun so important and why should I still care? Yeah. And it kept me motivated to continue watching. So that was my other treasure. Nice. Uh, Luis, what about your trash or treasure? Yeah, man, so um, I have a couple for each. Um, my first trash would kind of be the same thing, just piggybacking off what TJ's saying, just the fact that like people are pumped to see Julie Roberts and Brad Pitt, and really when you did see them together, like they were just fighting, and at one point, she just annoyed me. I was like, Jesus Christ, leave this guy alone. Like, my goodness, <laughs> like... Like they're she just kill him. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So like, at the, you know, when he's like trying to explain his situation, like, hey, if I don't go, they're going to kill me. And she's just like, no. She don't care. She don't care. You know, she's like, I'm going to she Vegas, like with fun. or without you, you know? And so you kind of like feel for the guy in a way, you're just kind of like, damn, like this, this poor guy, they're gonna kill him, you know, if they don't, if he doesn't uh, go after that gun. So um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I didn't necessarily like that part of the movie, just the fact that like, you know, they weren't really together. And when they were together, like they were pretty much, you know, bickering the whole time. Yeah. And then um, another trash that I had was that like towards, I don't know if you guys felt like this and it took me actually, a, a, I know you guys probably want to watch this movie again, but whatever. Um, <laughs> watching it took me, we're watching you later. <laughs> I, Psych? It took me like after I watched it like a couple times, like for me to, like the, the storyline got a little confusing at the end with like, I was like, wait a minute, so who's who? When, like, Gene, ha- little, when Gene Hackman starts saying of everything that's going on. Yeah, it, yeah. It's almost like nothing happened and then everything happened at once. Yeah, yeah when they you take know? him back to, to the, the gunsmith's house and he's like, oh, I'm the descendant of this guy and yeah. and I, I met his son in uh, in jail. It's just like, they had they had no idea how to write themselves out of out of an ending and they just made one up. Yeah, like, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a little strange because I was like, wait a minute, so then who, so Leroy's really Winston. And Leroy is the black guy. So who sent Leroy? And then who sent Winston? You know, right. Winston was sent by by uh, Naaman. Yeah, Naaman. And yeah, and then Leroy, Leroy was sent by Margulies. Yes, yeah. was the, the main villain, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he wasn't yeah. supposed because even Leroy, when he attacks Julia Roberts in the bathroom, doesn't he say something like, "Oh, you'll survive if you do what I say," or something like yeah. this? Like he wasn't meant to ever kill her. He was just meant to retrieve her. Right. Yeah. And then, but then, like Winston gets sent to kill him make it look like um, Jerry did it and then take the gun for himself so it looks like Jerry double-crossed everybody. Yes. Because what's the guy's name? Naaman. Naaman saw that Margulies was getting soft right? and that he wanted to keep the business going. Yeah, Yeah, really confusing right now as we're talking about it. Yeah, 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 it is. It was a little confusing. It was, it was. You know, so then like at the end I was like, and then, and then you guys remember Ted? Mm-hmm. Um, I've got his real name and J.K. Simmons. Yeah, yeah, J.K. Right? Simmons. So, and then at the end, I'm like, so De- Ted goes and to, to help out Jerry, and I'm like, wait a minute. So, whose side is Ted on then? And then he's he actually Marcus's not side? on. Yeah. yeah, is he on Naaman's side? You know. So, yeah. and then <clears throat> I don't think you see like once he handcuffed Ted. He's at the, at the bar. Yeah, yeah, he you don't never see him again. Oh, like, he, what happened? He to him? Goes, I know why. 
Oh, Why? tell us. So there's a deleted scene um, that happened scene. that we I, I found on YouTube or something. So J.K. Simmons, his character's name is Ted. They were handcuffed in the pawn shop. Uh, Jerry takes the gun, gets out. Jerry goes back because he forgets his passport yeah. or, or they switch passports somehow. So Jerry goes back to the pawn shop and Ted's gone. We never see or hear from him again. In the deleted scene, what happens is the pawn shop owner and Ted are talking together and basically the pawn shop owner is saying, hey, my daughter's gonna be here soon. She's coming to get me or for whatever reason she's coming to the store. She'll unlock me and if you wanna be unlocked too, you have to marry her and bring her to the United States. So that's essentially what happens. And Ted what? at the beginning, yeah. And Ted at the beginning is saying like, no, no, like think about what you're asking me to do. You're asking me to marry this girl, blah, blah, blah. But then in the deleted scene, you see his daughter open the door to the pawn shop. Ted sees her, she's beautiful, she's amazing, a goddess, a Mexican goddess, and then the rest is history. <laughs> that would have been so whack. Yeah, that would have been. That uh, I think that we know why it movie just ended up better on, the, better. on the delete, on the, <laughs> On the cutting room floor. These are why these are deleted scenes. That, yeah, that, that would have like, <laughs> like that not happened. had anything to do with the story. But you line. know what though? Yeah. At least it tells us how he got out and where they went. Yeah. Because that was yeah, one of the I sort agree. of that was sort yeah. one of the things where it's like, well, we're just gonna ignore the fact that yeah. Ted's just out there. You know, they get they get the passport switched. He's supposed to come back. Doesn't see him there, and like he's just not gonna come back for the rest of the movie. I, I, that was one of the things I was like, well, that 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 didn't really make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And so, wait, so when did he? I mean, we'll talk about this too, like after we do Trash or Treasure, but like how and when did he get his original passport back? Because he drives across the border, doesn't he? Or doesn't he meet them at like a Mexican airport? He meets them at a Mexican airport. Okay, yeah, okay, he goes you. to the Toluca airport. Oh, that's right, Toluca. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I pronounced and that one right. What was that? <laughs> I said, I pronounced that one right. Yeah, yeah there Toluca. you go. You got it. You got it. <laughs> All right. Um, but uh, so yeah, those are, those are a couple, you know, pretty much just both my treasures. Um, uh, for Treasure, um, so I actually. Kind of same thing that TJ was saying, really enjoyed the role of Winston or Leroy. I thought he was great the whole film. You know, when he first appeared, like you, the last thing you're gonna think is that like, number one, like this guy is gay. And number two, he gives amazing relationship advice. Like he gives really, really yeah. good relationship Duh, advice. Like, well, the famous gay. quote comes from him, right? At the end of the movie, yeah, where is enough enough or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, which is actually one of my favorite parts in the film. Yeah. I'll talk about that later. Yeah. But yeah, like he, he's this cold-blooded killer who has a very soft side inside, right. you know? And it kind of like, he, he seems like he's been through a lot, he can't keep a relationship, and him and Julia Roberts, or, or Sam, right, become like, close. Yeah. They become like, really close, and I'm enjoy that. Like, I actually, like, their trip to Las Vegas was like, probably my, definitely one of my favorite parts of right. the film, you know? Like, them just going to Vegas and talking, and then I really, I forgot the guy's name, but he meets the guy, and um, so yeah, I, I personally like just really enjoyed you know his part in the role. Another one of my treasures is um, I actually really enjoyed kind of like also what TJ was saying with like the story of the gun, like the gun itself and how, and this kind of happens a lot with like Mexican culture, like it has a story. It has some sort of like significant story behind it. And I think that for the, the family that wanted the gun, it wasn't about money. It wasn't about like this gun cost this much. It was about like, it, he wanted heritage. to put, it was heritage and he wanted to put it in the place where the gun belongs, right. you know what I mean? And so um, I really enjoyed that. Another one of uh, my treasures is just like, Brad Pitt's, it's, it's just funny to me, like Brad Pitt's like journey in Mexico and he just like, he's like this clumsy, clumsy guy and it just feels like Mexico like just beats him. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he just cannot Yeah, win. get a break. Huh? He can't yeah. catch a break, but um, he was pretty, you know, resilient throughout the whole movie and, uh, and, and that was great. I, I don't know. I know that this movie is supposed to be a rom-com. I actually didn't really find it funny, like except for- For Brad Pitt's part. Except for Brad Pitt's part. Yeah. He was like, he was, that was the only thing that I was like, Jesus, this guy. Yeah. And he was like, I need a lift. To in your old Choco to the next town. Right. Robert De Niro. Yeah, Robert oh De Niro. God. Yeah, yeah Robert De Niro. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, yeah. That's for my trash and treasure. Uh, so my treasure with this movie, hundred percent, is going to be anytime uh, Julia Roberts and Gandolfini are on the screen together. When they are on the screen, they capture my attention. They have amazing chemistry, like y'all said. Also, I feel like 
Their story seems to be the most urgent. You know, they have a cold-blooded killer coming after them. They have a reason to be together, dodging bullets from this dude. And, um, you know, they really get to know each other. You have a lot of character development, character revelation, which is really cool. You kind of go through uh, Leroy or, you know, Winston's kind of heartbreak when um, I think the guy's name is Frank. Yeah, Frank. Yeah, yeah that Frank. is his name. You're yeah, right. the guy Frank. that he meets, uh, he gets killed by Leroy. So I, I think that that was really the best part of the movie. Anytime they're on screen together, like I'm interested. Like I almost wanted to fast forward through all of Brad Pitt's parts. So that was that was definitely my my treasure. My trash with this movie is just how convoluted and silly the plot is for most of the time. I kind of feel like, you know, this dude, Jerry, is sent to get a gun. Why can't his story be more interesting? I think this movie has a really tough time deciding what sort of um, thematic, I guess, mood it's trying to convey. Like, you get this serious, relatable, you know, genuinely funny human kind of drama road trip with this hitman and this girl, like mob girlfriend, um, which is really cool. And then you have just Jerry in Mexico and I feel like they're just making shit up for him to fall into like yeah and like nothing he d- it's just like oh the guy gets hit with celebratory gunfire um does the El Camino have to be stolen yeah yeah, just, yeah. yeah it's just like it's just like I feel like we're just making shit up for him to do when I, I would have preferred that this movie be all about Julia Roberts and James Gandolfini on the run from like a hitman or various hitmen I could watch that for an hour and a half or two hours easily yeah. and then they never attribute any of the bad shit happening him happening to him from the gun because the gun is supposed to be cursed right yeah why not just attribute that to the gun itself right and they never do sense so i think it's just like it's just like sloppy writing jerry's just not that interesting sam samantha you could do better like the fuck are you doing it's Brad Pitt. Yeah, but he's Jerry in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, was, he, was, he was not Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah. Did, did anyone else get bothered by his sunglasses? Like yes. His sunglasses oh, yes. were so lame. I, I didn't like that at all. Oh, yeah. lame, and they're just not very... Uh, they were just not continuity as far as like they're stolen and then he has them on and they're stolen again. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. just like, bro. Yeah. I actually wrote about my trash too being a late 90s and early 2000s fashion. <laughs> uh, which I think everyone will agree with. Yeah, yeah, baggy cargo pants, neon sunglass lenses. Did anyone own a pair of cargo pants? Yes. <laughs> one time, I had several, one pair. One several. Pair. Yeah. Do you still wear them? shorts? Yeah, cargo <laughs> shorts. <laughs> Do we still wear them? No, mugs. No. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I thought it was... It was whatever. Like, Julie Roberts, James Gandolfini, best part of the movie. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Jason, what's your trash or treasure with this film? All right, I'll try to be kind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any treasures? I have some. Um, again, it was more surprises. Like, again, James Gandolfini. Again, I, I remember seeing the preview for this a long time ago. I knew Brad Pitt, Julie Roberts were in it, but I had no idea that, you know, J.K. Simmons... I had no idea that James Gandolfini were going to be in it. I don't know what you guys think, but I think Julia Roberts looks pretty good with short hair. <laughs> what do you guys think? She does. That's your treasure? That's a, <laughs> I mean, yeah, fine. This is a treasure. I got a list. I got a list. Jesus. You're doing all right. <laughs> hey, I'm grasping at straws with this movie, so give me a break. Um, again, to kind of piggyback off what you guys are talking about, when they go back to the sepia tone, is that what you call mm-hmm. it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, when they go back to the story of the gun. I, I do enjoy that part. I do like how, I don't know, I kind of like that they don't have Julia Roberts and Brad Pitt together so much because oh. it, I feel like it allows J.K. Simmons and James Gandolfini to have a bigger part. I feel like yeah. if they were okay. together like in a regular romantic comedy, the There's whole only time room for two. Yeah, the characters on it. the outsides, they're literally on the outsides. They don't they don't get a bigger part. I feel like because that it's most of their conversation or interaction outside the beginning and the end of the movie, it's over the phone or panning from one to the other, it allows for other characters to, to come up. To yeah. have like a bigger role. Yeah, sure. I, I kinda like yeah. that. I agree with that. Robert Ebert said that in a review. He said he loved that they split them up and it allowed for uh Galdafini and J.K. Rowling, is that how you say? To tell Wait, like no, no, him. not J.K. Rowling. J.K. That's Simmons. Simmons, yeah. <laughs> <J. K>. Simmons. <laughs> I don't I'm um, not good I don't with disagree. Names. I think the problem that people had with it was that that's not how it was marketed. It wasn't at all. No, no, no. I'm just saying after watching it, right. like I do appreciate that it allowed, like again, coming in and then being surprised that these two characters, these two actors were in it. Right. It allowed them to have surprised. a pretty yeah. decent sized role. Absolutely. Uh, so that's my treasure. Um, my trash. <laughs> Here um, we go. Hey, let him go. I mean, 
I flipped the page. <laughs> he has Sent a whole page. page. Oh my no, no, god! No, 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 not a whole page of trash. Oh my god! Just a half a page. Um, I think I was correct in saying the score was done by Alan Silvestri again with this. Alan Silvestri did Back to the Future, Castaway, Forrest Gump, all these great movies, and then he does The Mexican. I was really disappointed <laughs> with the music. <laughs> oh, that, that theme they have going out through, throughout the whole movie is so annoying. Oh, yeah. Wait, I, the what? The, the theme, like the theme music. Oh. Like the score is... I don't think I noticed it's that. It's not yeah. good. Yeah, I, I don't know. So what, If you, you know, have some spare time or nothing else to do in your I mean, life Amazon and Prime. you need to rewatch this movie... Go ahead and rewatch it. The music is not good. Um, uh, what else? Uh, Coming from a Mexican, they could have put better Mexican music. <laughs> okay, so Luis agrees. I, I Trash. Agree. Or, or more Mexicans in the movie. Like Very, every, very every, little Mexican. Yeah, not a single main character in this movie is Mexican. Except the gun. The gun, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then another thing is when he's shooting up, into the air or when, when everyone else in the beginning of the movie is shooting up into the air yeah. and it comes back down and hits I think the character's name is Beck in the head yeah, yeah. have you ever heard of that happening yes I have yes. really yeah. Yeah. yes okay I've never heard of that happening I just thought that was interesting and in a, fact a shitty way for the go like New Year celebrations and stuff like police departments will issue statements like hey don't shoot guns into the air well what goes up must come down right? and it comes yeah. down pretty quick I guess, but I just thought that was I a guess. shitty. This, I is, that was this a is, sh- is physics. This and the narwhal, Jason. You got to do some research. <laughs> I learned so much from this podcast. Um, when Brad Pitt steals back the gun, when he drives up, um, I think he he takes the truck, he hits the car, he steals back yeah. the, yes. the Mexican. No one else has a gun. Yes. Yes. That, yes. Like, how does that happen? How? Like, how do they? No one else has a gun. There was like a solid ten guys out there. Yeah, like and just surrounding like, him. Yeah, so, like half these dudes are way bigger than Brad Pitt too. So not only that, but no one else has a gun. I thought that was kind of shitty. And I'll leave it at this. Um, I forget the the character's name. Um, the black guy that's supposed to be Leroy. Leroy. His name is Leroy. Yeah. Regular Leroy. Yeah, regular Leroy. Yeah. <laughs> um, when he sneaks into the Vegas hotel room and there's gunshots fired by Winston. Like, how do none of the... Remember there's police officers on that floor? Yeah. Because... Before, yeah. before. Because he, he supposedly jumped off. How does no one hear the shots? Well, they, they were... they were. He had a silencer. He had a silencer, but the, 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 the sounds... Did he have were a silencer? Not, I don't know. He did have a silencer. I don't think he did. I would go back and they, watch they it. Because they got no, blindsided by it. I don't think... I did remember reading something where there there was a part where either there was a silencer on the gun, but the, the sound the gun made was not a silent sound, or vice versa, where it was silent, but... There was no silence or something like that. I, I, I think Jason should go back and watch it to find out first. Yeah, Jason, yeah. please Jason, watch the whole movie over again, again and see if you can figure this out. Yeah, man. We can drink some Modelo's. Hey, you know what? You wanna... <laughs> Whenever you have a movie with a gun, you kind of have to go back and look at it shot for shot. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, I hate you. Outside of that pun, uh, I think that I don't think Gandolfini had a silencer on his gun, but I'll go back. And YouTube that one one <laughs> that thirty one, second 30, scene yeah. and, okay. and struggle through it. But that's, keep us posted. Uh, <laughs> and I think that that's my, tr- and then, my and trashes. Just just really quick, uh, kind of piggybacking up what Jason was saying, and I just thought of this too. When Leroy goes in, right? He supposedly throws. What was the guy's name again? Uh, the, his partner. Oh, gosh. Uh, Frank. Frank, Frank. Right. Frank. Frank. So then they come back into the room, and they're like, obviously, you know. Sam's like crying, she's like, I'm so sorry, you know, and they, they think he really committed suicide, and he's just chilling on the couch, just thinking about everything. Where the hell was Leroy the whole time? Like, they're, they're, in, they're in the room at this point, and she, she, he tells, like, Winston, tells Sam, go get your stuff, like, we're leaving, and like five minutes pass by, and Is he, they, like, sitting down smoking a cigarette he is, or something he's sitting like down that? Smoking yeah, a cigarette. Right. And I, if I'm, like, if I'm, a, like, a killer, I'm just gonna wait, and wait, and wait no, until- No, 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 no. Cause I think he either walks he walks back into the room. Yeah. He cause he comes back into the main entrance, and he walks back into the room. Wasn't he in the bathroom? Wasn't he? No. No. Frank wait, wait, was. Wait, 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 wait. No. Frank was in the bathroom. Frank was. Yeah, yeah, and then he comes right. in and he assaults. Uh, you know what? Samantha. That makes. I thought yeah. the whole time that Leroy was in the room. The no. real Leroy. The little Leroy. Yeah. The, the, the. All right. We're just yeah, gonna we're, we're gonna call we're gonna say black Leroy, white Leroy. Yeah. There you go. All we're, right. Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm so confused right now. I don't Blade, know. Louis C.K. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> wow. I, that, that makes sense, though. That that does make more sense. Yeah. So, Mugga, what's your trash or treasure with this film? So, my treasure, obviously, you guys said the acting, you know, with everything. 
I, you guys didn't bring them. I really actually liked the three different endings. Like you have the whole like where you find out who actually Leroy is or, or the whole I have it backwards, you know. Yeah. Um, then at the airport, she's supposed to leave one time. You're like, okay, is it over? And then she comes yeah. right back. And then you have the whole part with Gene Hackman. I mean, I kind of actually like that in a sense. I know it made the movie drag on, but I, I don't know. I, I really I really did like that. Um, that's kind of the only treasures I have is the acting in that. I had a question about the Gene Hackman scene. Um, so he has a picture and he shows, yeah, he shows Jerry the picture, and it's Gene Hackman and someone else in the picture. His son, the guy's son. The guy's son that yeah. he met in jail, right? In jail. Yes. How did he get that picture with the son? He gave the, the... How was Gene Hackman in the picture with the son? Oh, well, someone, someone, someone took it. Like, someone took the but picture But he met him in jail. Yeah, he met him in jail. Yeah. You can take pictures of people in jail. But it looks like he's, he's wearing, like, a button-up and stuff. Like, it doesn't look like it's a jail He's wearing photo. a white button-up. Do they wear that in Mexico? I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I they don't know. Know. I just thought it was interesting, like... They don't have uniforms. So I, I thought it was, I was watching it incorrectly, but, like, he has a picture, and he says, I met this guy in jail. He told me the story, all this yes. stuff. But he has a picture with him. It doesn't look like they're in jail. No, he has, like, he has, like, a jail button-up. Like he yeah, has, but you're right though. It is? doesn't. Yeah. It looks like they're kind of outside somewhere or something like that. Does that sound, are you okay? <laughs> no. Does that not sound like a legitimate question? Mother's laughing because he's so this confused. I am. He has a jail button up. Like what? Like there's. I, maybe, like, I was trying to you're Google it right now, jail? but I'm telling you, that picture does not look like like in between lunchtime and going back to your cell. <laughs> it looks like, hey, whoops. Maybe I should have said I actually knew him before jail, or I've been in a jail for quite a while and saw him again. Well, they didn't. They didn't say that the picture was taken in jail. But, I mean, but he got out of jail recently, correct? Yeah, and the kid died in jail. In jail. So, yeah. No, wait, wait. Did, did he die? Oh, he did die. We have to watch it again. We have to watch it. We have to watch it again. Once you guys watch this, let me know if I'm right. Jason's just mad because that was my that was my treasure. I like three. I like the three endings. I did like the acting. Um, two things I did not really like about this movie. I didn't like that they made it a rated R. Do you guys think that it would have been better if they would have gone the PG-13 route? Or do you mm. like that it is R? I just, I don't, I think they tried to. I, I don't. I didn't know it was R. Oh, like really? when I watched it, I was, I didn't. Yeah. Like, oh, this is an R-rated movie. It's there was really a R solid, the curse words. like, yeah, yeah four oh, or yeah. five F-words. Well, you have a couple people getting shot. I mean, I don't know. I guess, yeah. yeah. Like, The Matrix is, oh, R. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people get shot all the time. Here's, TJ, you got to back me up on this. Here's another trash that I have. The villain. I did not like the villain or the boss back in the States. Right. Yeah, his name is Bob Balaban, I think it is. He literally... I know him because I'm a huge Friends fanatic. He's Frank Buffet, Fu Buffet's yes, dad. Yes, I knew, and I'm like, I knew it. I'm like, somewhere. how is this guy this badass motherfucker? Yes. You know, it's like, no, he's Frank Buffet. You know, like, I had and no I could idea. Not, I could. I was like, why do I know this guy? And I had to, but that's what I I know him on, and I yeah. just I, I did not like that he was like they could have put someone else. I think. Well, also, I would say like all his scenes were just like really like stereotypical like. I'm a badass mother. Yeah, like, like you it don't just really, seemed really like like yeah. this guy. Yeah, like, this like, guy. This, you know, like this guy's a nerd. So I, I, like that's, his henchman should have been that role. Like, yeah, the yeah. The, the henchman definitely yeah. looked a lot more yeah. like of a scarier guy. So yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the one really big try. I, I could not get on that guy, but I mean, yeah. whatever you know. <laughs> yeah. But I, I thought the acting was really great, though. That's that's a treasure of mine. I think we all can agree yeah. across the board. But muy bueno, yeah, the acting. <laughs> We give it. We have to give it twenty dinero. Dinero. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did have. I did have some notes. Um, this whole movie, the theme is like intersecting paths in life and all that other shit. Sure. And Gene Hackman really like beats you over the head with it at the end. And it's kind of like if you've been watching the movie, like you've noticed every every couple of scenes or different parts throughout the movie, there's an intersection. There's a traffic light. Hmm. Anytime uh, there's a traffic light or an intersection featured, uh, there's either death. Or a mention of death. So when he first hits uh, Margulies, yep. uh, it's because he was transporting a body to be executed. The dude lived, of course. And Mar Margulies was. Yeah, correct. Yeah, Margulies yeah. was, yeah. And that's when he hit him. The movie opens with uh, a traffic light. A stoplight, yeah. Yeah, exactly. When he's in Mexico and the light is red and he wants to turn, there is uh, a cemetery right across the street. And before he gets there, he sees a dead cow along yeah. the side of the road right before the intersection and he almost gets hit rolling into it. The funny thing is, the only time death does happen in this movie, there is no intersection present. But for whatever reason, we always have these 
kind of uh, visuals or symbolism of death whenever we're at an intersection. But whenever there's death happening, there is no intersection. It's literally the intersection of lives that with, at, 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 and that's the point death actually occurs. Got it. So when Leroy meets Winston, shootout. When Leroy meets Frank, throws him off a, off a building. Yeah. When Winston right. confronts Leroy, kills him. Boom. When Jerry and Leroy are finally stuck in a car together and they have to pull over, you know, uh, Jerry tries to crash the car like a fucking idiot for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what'd you say? Nagahide? Whatever the yeah. fuck that is. <laughs> Nagahide. Nagahide. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he shoots he shoots Winston, which I thought was a waste because what a great character. I was, yeah. I was so pissed. upset. I was really upset. I was yeah. so pissed. But um, when he pulls the gun on Jerry, Winston looks out into the street at Julia Roberts. And I think, I think he kind of, and this is a really good moment. I think he kind of has a realization like, you know, if I kill this dude, like, will she ever kind of resolve her issues with him or whatever? Yeah. Like, he actually looks at her and you see the same truck that almost hit Brad Pitt at that first Earlier, intersection. Yeah. It's the same truck with the Passing same guy by. driving it yeah. right before he decides, you know what, I'll replace the tire. Then they pull guns on each other and Winston and dies like boom. a bitch. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing too is, um, okay, so when Jerry looks up Winston's address, it's 235 West 132nd Street in Los Angeles, California. So I looked that up on Google Maps and you're not gonna believe what I found. Please, Please tell me. me it's a Mexican restaurant. It's a warehouse. Oh, that's what? that's it. That it's was anti Yeah, I'm not it's gonna just, believe that at all. That's, just, that's all you got. Yeah. I mean, like, no, I mean, like he. It's he not anything exciting. He doesn't, it's he doesn't live in a house. It's not like he just lives in a warehouse, and that's it. <laughs> Actual. What does that have to do with anything? Hey, that's what I'm saying. Like, why why show us his ID like that? And uh, and stay on his address and shit. Hey, yeah. I, now, now that you mentioned that he was from Los Angeles, did he? Did you guys not detect like a East Coast um, accent? Jerry? On no 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 no. Um, oh Winston. Yeah Winston. I think that's just oh. his way of talking, isn't it? Wait, was he from LA? It didn't did, say he was from LA. He just lived. He had in LA. been there. Yeah. Oh, uh, you're right. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Because he had the, he had the California license, but I don't think he's from LA. Yeah, I'm sure as an assassin, mm. you travel all over the world. Yeah. You do. You probably do. Yeah. Some yeah. John Wick type shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I talk about the other deleted yeah, sequence uh, that I saw? You guys Bring are really it. gonna love this one. Um, so we know that James Gandolfini uh, comes out as gay to Julia Roberts uh, at a diner or something. And they meet uh, Frank, the postal worker. They bring him, they go to Vegas, they have a great time. Uh, next thing you know, Frank and uh, fake Leroy, or Winston, uh, have sort of this relationship. But you, you kind of jump from place to place. So there's a deleted scene that happens before Vegas and after they see each other at the diner. Uh, basically, Julia Roberts and James Gandolfini are in a sort of lounge or nightclub and they're talking and Julie Roberts or Samantha's basically saying like, you should tell him what you do. Like put your, you know, your you should go there. for it. Yeah. You know, you should go for it. You don't see this kind of thing happen every day. And uh, fake Leroy Winston is, is basically like, do you want him to die? Like basically if I tell him anything, he's dead. So is that what you want? Mm. And he like grabs her hand really like violently and is like, I don't care about this man. I will put a bullet through his head. I don't care. Then a performer comes out on stage and starts singing and it's Frank, the postal worker in drag singing. <laughs> and there's this like romantic moment where they lock eyes, James Gandolfini and Frank. And all of a sudden Winston's in love with this drag queen performer who happens to also be the postal worker. And then the next scene is them driving to Vegas. And they deleted this? Why? <laughs> yeah, it's like, why? So weird, huh? Why delete that? Like, so that, weird. That, that's that, the scene you leave in. That would have made a lot more sense because it's, it's kind of funny. That would have made a lot more sense. <laughs> like, it's, it, they met at the diner, right? So like they made eye contact at the diner and she was like, what was that? You just had a moment. Right, you just had yeah. A moment. yeah. And then they cut it off and then they and just and in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. And I'm just like, like, wait, so you just, they just went up to him or like, hey, you want to come to Vegas with us? Right, yeah. Just come to Vegas. So that was like the in-between scene. Yeah, kind of wonder like what changed his fucking mind i think having some sort of moment between them would have been like way more effective exactly yeah. instead of just like i'm in the car for i'm me, a postal worker for me what it did seeing that scene is it kind of painted the picture of like uh winston doesn't give a fuck about anybody he doesn't care he's yeah. doing a job but that little like moment kind of gives you a peek that like yes he's like a various very serious like hitman 
but he's also has the softer side. And initially, same thing with Sam, initially like he doesn't care, but he grows to care about that person. So I thought it was a little bit interesting, but obviously they cut it for obvious reasons. Whatever reasons, yeah. Yeah. Anyone um, notice any mistakes in the movie? Oh, I like have, like mistakes. mistakes there were like one big one. What's what? So. Okay, so when Jerry is swerving the car on the, yeah. on the road, are you, you talking about the same one? Go right? ahead, I, I'll let yeah. you take it. Yeah. So like they almost hit like a semi truck, and if you look at the cab, the passenger door is wide open. Oh, I didn't notice that one. No. Yeah, like they drive past it and avoid it, and then when they cut to them coming towards the camera and the the truck driving away, the door is closed. Oh. For whatever reason, I don't know why the door was open on the cab of that truck. Physics. Physics. Now, I noticed a couple. You know when he takes back his car with the five guys who don't have a gun at all? Yes. You notice how he wants his sunglasses back? Yeah. I guess the scene of him going to there, he has his sunglasses on. Did you guys see that? What? Yeah, he's got his sunglasses on. (laughs) I did not. Because that car had already been like stolen with the sunglasses in it, I guess. We got to watch it. But he's got it. Yeah, we have to watch it. I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to watch it again. Um, There's a couple other things, I guess, when uh, Winston or Leroy, whatever, you know, they're waiting at the, uh, um, uh, for Brad Pitt's character, Jerry, to come up and pick them up. Yeah. The airport, his watch, if you watch his watch, it's like, it goes from 8.35 to 8.45 to 2.30 right away. Like, in like, Every single cut. Yeah, so that was another one. I guess the license plate on the Volkswagen Bug or Beetle, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't have a license plate, but then it does on like half of the shot. It goes back and forth. Um, The one, I mean, that's kind of a couple other things that I saw, but. Yeah, like there's little things like um, shot glasses of tequila filling up and kind of depleting and really refilling themselves. The beginning scene where she's kicking him out, though, if you notice, Brad Pitt is clearly not in a shadow when you're looking down at him and then when he's looking up at her, he's clearly in the shadow. They kind of made that as like one yeah, of the yeah. big mistakes, but it, it wasn't too bad. There wasn't too many mistakes that I saw, but yeah, the sunglasses one, it's funny because they make it a point. He goes, give me those back or yeah. something like that. Whatever he says. What's wrong with you people? He literally <laughs> is wearing it like the scene before, I guess, like right before, but yeah, yeah. some of the things I noticed. But. Um, there was some things that didn't make sense either. Like after Julia Roberts gets taken by Winston, like he drives her and speeds out of the mall and like goes down like the 15 freeway with, and without a license yeah, yeah without yeah. a license plate. like he's like speeding nobody's chasing him at all he's driving weaving through traffic like going through the the construction cones or whatever the traffic cones and then immediately just pulls over to yeah. the side of the road in plain view not, a, not there's no like overpass nothing <laughs> and i'm just like nobody's following you if you didn't want to be seen why are you swerving through traffic like, in a green in a, bug. In a green in a lime bug. green yeah. bug the the car of yeah. the early 2000s and then um there's another part that i thought was like really stupid so julie roberts they try to make this quote mean something in the movie yeah. you know oh do you like sex and travel <laughs> do you like sex and travel yeah so there's only one correct answer to that you say no because if you say yes that means you can fuck off like you can travel fuck off like sex and travel which is stupid and they try so hard to make that like memorable like a thing in this movie I I think that the reason why they try to make it memorable is because it's kind of how the movie starts off in a way right and then that's how the movie ends right and then um, it's funny I I I remember when like so then when they made up when um, Sam and Jerry like made up and you know she asked them the question like and out of everything that had happened to him the only thing she cared about was that like I can't believe he asked you if you like sex and travel yeah. Like, I cannot believe right. he asked you that, right? Yeah. And obviously, that tied into the ending, because at the ending, obviously, when she, and which actually is one of my favorite parts of the movie, yeah. is the ending, um, is when obviously they, they opened up the trunk and she's there. Out of all the things that she could have said, she said, hey, do you, do you like, like sex right. and travel? <laughs> Wait, but Herman's right. They try to make it like a. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah but, and it's not a thing. It's not fetch. It's never going to happen. <coughs> and so, like. So it is fetch. Yeah, I guess. But the last thing is that I thought was so stupid was so she shoots the bullet and an engagement ring comes off the barrel of the gun what was that like where where was this i I don't think it was an engagement ring maybe they made it an engagement ring. it just fits is that part of a gun i don't know it comes off the end of the barrel like she shoots it it's just like boom yeah Yeah. it just flips out again and that's the the poster that you you see at the very end when you're putting on the ring huh yeah bullshit well to kind of go back the poor mine worker that would help out the the gunsmith was the one that put the ring in there for oh, the okay. for the girl that, that he makes wanted, more sense that he wanted to marry right. Thank you for saying that, so I don't have to watch it again. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> no, we got to watch it again. I, I'm not gonna lie, kind of want to watch it. Again. <laughs> so he put that in there so that because obviously they were in love and that wasn't gonna happen. Got That's it. why she shot herself. 
right? And at that the makes end, more sense. And then at the end, you know, being that if only one noble person can shoot the right. gun, when she shot it, it was kind of like the sign that like, You're, oh, we're meant to be together, right. right? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so. Okay. Cool. So, uh, TJ, why don't you tell oh, us God, how sorry. much, <laughs> why don't you tell us how much you would pay to watch The Mexican? Okay, so I will say that I, throughout the movie, I was like, whatever. Um, I really liked the ending. I thought they closed the loop really well. I would pay $10 to see this movie. Sorry, Louise. No, that's that's okay. that's good. $10. That's better than, $10. It's better than I thought you guys were going to No, no. I actually, I think there were good parts. We talked about like Julia Roberts, James Gandolfini's, like their chemistry together I thought was really great. I think putting like a gay hitman is something that you don't see very often. I think that's pretty ingenious. Which they successfully did. I mean, I yeah, thought I mean, he, I his that's, character that's was That's pretty great, genius. Yeah. Um, the story of the Mexican, uh, the actual gun itself, I thought was really great. There were some really great parts to it. I thought it probably went on a little bit longer than it needed to, to yeah. get us there. And I would have liked to see Julia Roberts and Brad Pitt in like more of like a happy relationship. But overall, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't an awful film. It wasn't an amazing film. It was a $10 a, film. It was a $10 <laughs> film. Okay. Uh, this has been $10 ticket. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Luis, how much would you pay to watch The Mexican? You guys are actually gonna be a little surprised by this, but um, I would also only give it $10. What? Yeah. what the, you made us watch this. I'm watch thinking this is like your $20. I, did. I, did. I wanna see I your did. notes. I wanna make sure you're not changing your answer just because I said no, $10. No, I swear. And I, I okay, look, I thought about it, and I, I like reviewed the movie and whatnot, and um, when I thought about it and I told you guys, like, let's watch this film. I, and I, I really wanted you guys to watch it because I, I knew that you guys were going to be like, what the fuck is this about? <laughs> like, why is he making us watch this? You know, and it has nothing to do with Mexicans. Like, nothing at all. At you all. Know? Nothing at all. Yeah. So, um, and to me, it was funny because it was, it's, it's one of the first American movies that I remember seeing in right. America. Right. Right. That's cool. Yeah. And so it had, like, kind of more, that more of, like, that personal... Uh, touch with me, you know what I'm saying? But um, I, after watching it again, and I watched it um, like a, a week or two ago, I kind of started to see like the little bit of the flaws in the movie, right? I started to see little things that I was kind of like, oh, what the fuck, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and so, and then also, I, like I mentioned to you guys, that was probably the first Brad Pitt movie that I remember seeing. And now after seeing a ton of Brad Pitt movies, like there's so much better. Right. There's so many better Brad Pitt movies out there. Like I wrote some of my favorite ones, like Troy, World War Z, and Glorious Bastards, which is like, probably like in my top ten films. Yeah, you're not like even I, saying uh, Seven or Fight on. Club. Oh, okay. oh, hold on. Okay, I was gonna say, Bro. please give him a chance, yeah, right? bro. Um, all of the Ocean's Elevens, Moneyball, um, uh, Babel. Do you guys remember Babel? I never saw Babel. No. Ba Babel was really, really, really good. You know, now that I, I kind of think about it, and um, I, I, I did really enjoy the movie. I really, really did like it. But would I really pay $15, $20 to go see this kind of like, kind of like, it was a little bit of dysfunctional movie, yeah. right? Now that I think about it, probably not. At first I was like, I was like gun ho on like, I'm gonna, and I guess I'm more of an in between 10 and 15 guy, but I know yeah. that we can't, we can't do that. So with that being said, I, th I think I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say 10. What could have happened, what could have happened to made it, make it go to a $15 ticket for you? Like what would have had to have happened? I think that maybe, a little again, a little more of involvement with Julia Roberts right. and, yeah. and Brad Pitt. I also think a little bit more plot in the middle. Yes, because um, um, and if then you notice all the plots really at the end. Yeah, and then there was just I, after watching it again for like the fourth or fifth time probably that I've seen it. There was some things again that I just didn't make sense to me. Kind of like we mentioned it, right? Like things like where did Ted go? Ted came out of nowhere, right? Why didn't none of the guys have any guns on them? You know. Just, just little things here and there about the film that I was kind of like, ah, wait a minute, like you know, I, I again, I like this movie because it was one of the fir first films that I, I remember seeing in America, right? Mm -hmm. But now after I analyze the film, I, I study it, you know, and I actually took some time to like just take everything away. I for sure think that there's better Brad Pitt films out there and right. and Julia Robert films as well, Absolutely. you know. So. Um, I mean, hey, at least you guys uh, were able to venture out of your comfort zone there for a little go. bit. Yeah. Very you know? true. There you go. That's the point of this. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Karen. What are you giving it? <laughs> All right. Um, man, that's tough. Uh, I'm hovering between zero and five. Uh, Asshole. I'm sorry, man. I, based on Julia Roberts and James Gandolfini alone, I'm paying $5. Only that because I went into this with like low expectations. I literally had to spend my Christmas watching this. 
Oh, so, you had to? Yeah, because like I wasn't going to have any other time the can day I, after. Can I intervene on what you text us right after you watched it? Because Jason and I had not seen it yet. Yeah. And he, he texts us, hey guys, I just watched some Mexican. And uh, yeah, it's a movie. That's <laughs> kind of how he texted to us. Yeah, it's just, I mean, yeah, man, just, just on their performances alone, um, kind of like what everybody's saying, like this script is like super sloppy. Things don't make sense. At one point, Jerry shoots the guy in the leg and he's seen burying somebody, but then the same guy's alive later. Who did he bury? He buried um, uh, Beck. He buried the guy that got shot the in the head. Is, yeah, yeah. In celebration. Oh, he still had his body? Yeah. All right, well, maybe this movie deserves more. I don't know. But mm. yeah, I, I just thought, regret. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was real sloppy and I was only intrigued when those two were on screen and I think their performances are just good enough to where I would pay to watch that. Like, that's how good that part of the movie was. So $5 from me. There we go. Cool. Julia Roberts, saving the movie. Jason, how much would you pay? I'm kind of the same boat. I was between zero and five. Um, Again, pleasantly surprised with J.K. Simmons. uh, Gandolfini, I thought they did a good job. Um, Again, it's kind of unique because I think it was portrayed as a romantic comedy in the previews that they didn't have a lot of interaction, Julia Roberts and Brad Pitt. So I, I I do like that part. I think Brad Pitt is just like goofy as fuck in this movie though. Yeah, like is. it's not Brad Pitt. Right? No, you're watching yeah, it though. Yeah. I will say like comedically, I think he has some qualities there. Like he's played other comedic roles. I think this one just something was off. Yeah, I mean Brad Pitt can like he can say like goofy lines and make it kind of cool and funny, but like not dumb. But like in this movie, for whatever reason, it just comes off really poor. Like I just, I feel like it's like over the top. He's trying to act like kind of that same kind of funny, witty person, but it comes off like, dude, like just, just stop, man. Like you're overacting. I don't know what it is. Literally just stop this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. I was telling Alexa, stop. (laughs) But, um, shout out to Amazon. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm gonna I'll, I'll go with the five dollars on this one. Perfect, cool. So Mugga, how much are you paying to watch the Mexican? I, I was on zero to five, but now I'm kind of five to ten on some of the research. That's what I'm talking about, Luis. You got to give me something though. How, why would I go for a ten on this? Help me out on this because I'm I'm in the middle. I how many beers deep are you? Three. <laughs> I think that you should give it a ten in my, in my opinion because of the fact that it's not what you thought it was gonna be. And I'm not trying to say that, like I know you super well, but I know for a fact that you were like looking at this and you were like, why should I watch this? Oh, that's exactly what I was doing. That's, yeah. you know, why? Sh- and then you're saying it yourself, like you found some parts of the movie that you actually like. Yeah. Like, you know what? This was not so bad. Like, this was okay. You know, I, I think, I honestly think that if we were like, you know, just all chilling one day and I said, hey, let's, let's watch, watch the Mexican with me. I don't think you would be like, no, I'm not going to watch that with you. I, I, th- I think we could really sit there and watch the Mexican together. So Are you going to watch said, it again, Kerwin? Yeah. I think I am too, and I think because I'm going to watch it again, I have to give it a ten dollar rating. That's what I'm talking so, about. So yeah, I'm going to give it a ten dollar. So I mean, that's half. It's fifty percent. It's still an I F, think that's great. But yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, fifty I mean, percent. Better than yeah. Elf. Oh, Elf is trash. Okay, so we got forty. Please don't bring up a source uh, divided by five. We got an eight dollar ticket for this movie. Okay. So we that's, would pay. Uh, yeah, okay, eight dollars. That's, that's better than you I know thought. You guys were going to give it. Honestly, eight out of twenty is right around that forty percent, forty four. Right? What? Is it, isn't yeah, that what it is? Oh, what Ron right. Tomato said? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's what the audience said, 44. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, that's right. Yeah, I, I, now that I want to watch it again, because it is confusing and intriguing, like, hey, what the hell really did happen? I got to watch it again. So yeah. if you got to watch it again, I think you got to, 10, yeah, I'm doing 10. Yeah, because if you pay $5 twice, that's 10. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you I am a math twice. teacher, there you go. <laughs> Here we go. TJ, yeah. if Tom Cruise was in this movie, who would he play? I mean, right, the obvious ahead. choice is that he would play Brad Pitt's character because they're both leading men. Uh, but I think Tom Cruise could play Frank, the postal worker. <laughs> <laughs> that'd have been nice. Right? That'd be I think nice. that'd be, that'd been great. Yeah. That'd have been nice. Just get paid like two mil for like an hour of work. For, yeah. Yeah. Tom Cruise and James Gandolfini, who doesn't want to see that? <laughs> okay. Everyone here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Luis, uh, who's Tom Cruise playing? I'm trying to, th- I'm, I want to say Brad Pitt too, but I'm trying to think of somebody else that he could possibly could play. And um, see, the thing is, I want to say like it would be cool if he would have played James Galdafini's roles. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. But you don't want to like take him out. Though. That's exactly like, what yeah. I said. Though I don't want to take him out, though. You know. So I, I don't know. You know, maybe um, make him be Ted or yeah. Ted. Make, I could see Ted. Yeah, I could make him be Ted. You know. But then, then, I, then at, at the end, I would have been like, why did Tom Cruise just disappear? Right. You know? like, oh, what yeah. the hell? Right. Yeah. 
And Jason didn't get to see his physique. That's not going to be, right. you know, like that would be. Wow, Luis. We haven't brought that word up in like three podcasts. There you go. Jeez. I'd be watching. All right. Uh, I think I'd probably go with uh, Leroy. Yeah. Okay. Tom Cruise is Leroy. Ori- so you're just going to yeah, kill Tom Cruise. Like you're just going to yeah. wipe him out. I mean, like, I wouldn't it be like a cool twist? Just like you have like a high profile actor as the as the fucking assassin and then he gets killed off just like you thought this movie was going to be a romantic comedy and the two leads are <laughs> never together. I mean... I think people would have been really upset. And they're already like, upset. What? Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Jason, Tom Cruise, who is he playing? I'm going to say Gene Hackman's character. That would have okay. worked. That would have yeah. worked. Yeah, worked. I think just yeah. at the end, kind Margulies? of stepping in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, unexpectedly. I don't know. I think that would have been kind of funny and cool. Yeah. I, I have to say, the guys didn't bring this up not that I dislike this actor, but the guy that played the villain or or Jerry's boss, Frank. Frank, Frank I, 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 yeah, I was gonna I, say, I, I like him. Naaman. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think he's very. Inti- I think Tom Cruise would have been a better villain, like the I guy. Agree, guy you know, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah, what I, I would. You're in line. I, I like that actor, but I just don't like him as that guy. You know, like he's just not convincing. Yeah, at all. So that's what Tom I would. Tom Cruise done, is way so. better. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Fantastic. Anyone got anything else? Yeah. Anything else before we sign off? Fuck you, Sally. Thanks for listening to this episode of $20 Ticket. Follow us on Instagram at $20 Ticket and leave your ticket price about the movies we've reviewed. If you have any comments or suggestions, send them to $20ticket at gmail.com. That's two zero, the numbers, $20ticket at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts and thank you for listening.